Welcome to Radio Melee. I'm your host, Tof Barbecue, joined by PPMD and Nun. Hey, what's going on, gamers? And how you doing today, Nun? Pretty good, pretty good. And you guys? Doing all right. We're glad to be here and we're glad you're here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm glad to be present by you. Like I'm glad to be in the presence of you two. You know what I mean? The pleasure is all mine. Truly a Dude. champions cast here. I was watching you guys' episode yesterday on the uh, the old GG Valley channel with the with the the Newlywood game. It was fun. It was fun. It was fun. Yeah. yeah, it was a good time. We were actually uh, we were talking before. Uh, actually, we went live. Uh, none, and we thought it'd be kind of cool to kind of continue that conversation forward a little bit here. Um, Tove said, "Man, none has been playing. Uh, he 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 was thinking about um, you know how you've been around for a little while and um, all this stuff based on the episode." And he said, "Oh, I'm gonna go check out Nun's YouTube, as everyone watching should right now." Should. That's right. Um, and he went back and he was looking at your early uh, videos, and he saw um, he saw that you had some videos. Dating back to uh, 2008, he was saying, or, you know, something around there. And, yeah. you know, we were kind of curious about uh, your start, um, you know, because I don't think people knew of the nun, the titan of the game we yeah. have before us now for a while, regrettably. And so we want to kind of learn about some of the some of the potentially humble beginnings of this man. And right before we get into the answer for that, I just want everyone to know while we're talking, if you guys have questions about this or about uh, something for none, or about the game overall, something you have, you're really curious about, please use exclamation radio melee, jump into the Discord, um, submit your questions, and we'll do our best to bring you in. And uh, it should be a pretty straightforward process. You'll see what everyone's doing in there. But yeah, none, you can, uh, if, uh, if you want to talk a little bit about how things got started for you and, uh, and, and how it all came together, we'd be, I'm sure we'd all be glad to hear it. Yeah, so you guys want to know the backstory. Please. Um, I mean, it was a kind of long story. I was, uh, I was back home in Nicaragua still, had no plans of moving back to, to Canada. Uh, mm -hmm. you know, this was, I was going through a phase, you know, you're starting to puberty, you're going to parties and stuff. <laughs> it was, right. It was, it was right. wild. It was wild. I mm -hmm. sold my, I remember all my consoles for like, I don't even know. It was like, you gotta bear in mind there's a third world country, right? Like things are mm -hmm. very, very different over there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh i mean it came to the point where i sold everything i got rid of melee i just wanted to go up partying eventually i started driving while partying that was that was quite the time <laughs> and, uh, wait, 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 wait. Dri don't just skip over that what, driving what do you mean driving so like you were the party bus yeah oh snap wait dude. wait 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 would you be like what do you what do you mean what do you mean yeah, by you're, yeah you're young and dumb you know you, that's, yeah. <laughs> oh, snap. that's just the way life is you know uh, okay. thankfully um thankfully i'm still here no no one got hurt mm -hmm. right um i started to crash a lot you know you start to get to a point where i just i just you know you're a kid you're young you think you're the king of the world you think no one can touch you yeah and um i started to like be dumb and race and crash a lot I crashed a lot. Like my car would go into the body shop, and then a week later, I was crashing again. Wow! Wow! Uh, wow. It was pretty intense. Do you feel like you were 
you always kind of wanted that like adrenaline rush? Do you think like you need it? Like what, why, why do you think like, was that typical for everyone like at your school or your age or something where you were like, you were always trying to like do something hype or, or was that something that was more, that was more you and that still set you apart from people? Do you think? Well, I mean, it's, it's, I don't agree with that form of thinking anymore, but you got to remember this is a third world country we're talking about, right? The culture yeah. over there is very different over there. Just like, Oh, you have the biggest balls. You're so sick. You're so this, you're so that. Yeah. And, you know, like mm-hmm. I, was, I was growing in that culture. So of course it gets here. It gets to me. It gets to you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. but yeah, that was, that was mostly part of it. Yeah. Okay. So it was the cultural thing. I didn't mean to cut you off. I was just curious kind of about what that, what that, um, you know, how, how that kind of came about because there are people that do that here, but it's not, I, I, I you know, I, it's not nearly as, oh, as here, good. here there's laws here. You cannot get away with that. <laughs> <laughs> I, and I don't recommend it. I was young and dumb. I do yeah. not condone that. But um, that's what life's all about. You know, it just it teaches you to be smarter, wiser, stronger, you know. Yeah, you learn and, from experience. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, like, thankfully, like I said, I was crashing a lot. I would only crash into like, I went to a couple of ditches, crash mm-hmm. into a wall. And I never got hurt, never hurt anyone else, which is, you know, that's good. very, very important. And yeah. uh, mostly it was just damage to the car and and all that, you know. Um, and then, yeah, pretty much uh, one day on in one of those crashes, I was on the way to the body shop and I found one of my friends I used to play melee with back when I would, before I sold my consoles, right? Mm-hmm. And he's like, yo, yo, we should get together, we should play. And then I'm like, yeah, let's, I'm down. Like, melee's really sick. I, you know, all the flashback, all the memories start getting back to you how great of a game it is. Because I was playing it, I mean, I, I remember I got a cube with melee for like, I don't even remember, it was like almost... 500 bucks or something because it was hard to get a hold of of melee back of a cube back in uh, nicaragua so Mm -hmm. that was that was the first time you got it or the second time no the first time like we're speaking back then you know yeah 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 fresh and new yeah so you um, so you talked to your friend and then you had to get another one no no, there was these there were these places uh they call them i mean in spanish it's an intenderia it's basically a spot where you just go you pay an hour and then you can play any they oh, have like all the different kinds ah. of it's like a gaming cafe, cafe or whatever. Yeah, yeah pretty yeah. much. Yeah, like a gaming cafe. Cool. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, we got there. We played one day, and I was like, "Wow, this game is really dope." How did I forget about this? I looked up videos online. I saw uh, the the three part, you know, the the three part tutorial video from Watch. Oh, the yeah, the yeah. advanced how to play. Oh, yeah. Yes, advanced how to play. Mm-hmm. Um, that video is amazing. I still it recommend is. people to to see it to this day. For sure, it's a good video. Yeah, and um, yeah, and then we had PSPs back then. So I would put all those videos on my PSP. I would bring them over to, the, to them. They would see everything. And then we kind of got good together. Uh, from there, I kind of stood out. I started traveling to different cities and then eventually even to Honduras and Costa Rica, which are my like uh, neighbor countries. Mm. And then, yeah, it kind of was like that for a while. I started to go to the capital more, which uh, that's where like the higher level of melee was. And then mm. one thing led to another. I came to visit twice. And now here I am. You kind of got hooked on the melee when you visited Canada, you're saying? For sure, yeah. That's oh, uh, back, wow. in, back in 2010, I met like all the Canadians uh, that were in the, like, the, the strong Canadians that were in the scene. It was Ryan Ford, Kirby Kaze, uh, IB, Leon um, <laughs> X, you know, the, the whole Canadians, Rain X. <laughs> Rain X, <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Yep, that was definitely all of them and not missing anyone. Wait, How did missing? you like? What am I missing? <clears throat> Kirby Kaze, I said Kirby Kaze. There was there was another one that started with a K. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh well, 
He's not that's extra. Ontario, that's though. He's not Ontario, right? That's why he left him out. He left yeah. him out from Toronto. Yeah, no, he wasn't he like logos in Canada. You know, he's not yeah. local. You're uh, scaring me. I thought I messed up. I no, 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 no. You're good, man. Gonna be very... No, no, no. You're good, man. You're good. I, I think I, I, I think Canada. I think Canada loves this man. I don't think there's a concern about that. But yeah. When uh, did when did Canada fit into your story? Like you know the story. By the way. So I just want to clarify here because you said, you know, you were starting to crash a lot. And I, you said that I thought you meant like, you know, from the party perspective, like, yeah, you know, I was getting burned out. I was crashing oh, no. a lot, you know, like, like I felt, you know, I'd wake up in the morning, you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then I realized you literally meant crash like a car. Yeah. Like you could. Oh, accidents, car accidents. So when you were in that video, one of my favorite pieces of short, one of my favorite like short skits from uh from the Smash community in general, by the way, the the the, the video for the, the trailer for the script. Remember when they did? Okay, first of all, you were so good at that video. Thanks. Second of all, so you're actually just a you're actually just a fucking you're you're a driver. You got it like that. So yeah, I guess so. Sounds kind of corny, but I mean, it'd be a it's lie if I said I wasn't. It's not corny. It's not corny. It's so cool. Sometimes it's, you just got to be straight up. It's not corny. I mean, the whole aspect of playing Falcon, which is a because I get it in my chat all the time. The whole aspect of me playing a race car driver is the, the corny part, you know. Yeah. So wait, is that why you picked Falcon? No, that was a different process. This is another okay. story. Yeah. Okay. But, um, sure, it's sure. ironic that it ended up being this way, you know? Yeah. That's wow. fair. That's fair, man. Oh, that is <laughs> that is cool. Man, it's crazy. Oh, I that's want so to cool. ask so much about that. Oh man, that that is hype, man. I love this man. But uh I I know, I know at this point we gotta follow the program. Um, unless there's something else you want to really follow up on here, uh Toph. I'm ready to bring someone in. Hey, we could chat about it later, man. We could, especially if people have questions. Like, yeah, uh, we're we're just getting to the point of the program again, where we're gonna be dialing in some of you, some of you at home. So exclamation mark radio melee in either my chat or PP's chat. You're gonna be able to join the Discord, and you can just ask your questions. Just do what everyone else is doing. In uh, there's a channel where you can basically just tag Wormlax, our man, submit topics here, and and uh, we're gonna we're gonna be dialing you in to ask your questions live on air. So make sure you guys are doing that. We already got some good questions in, in our in our chat here, I see. And uh, I think we're we are ready to bring our first caller in. So anything you guys want to chat about? Uh hello. <laughs> Yo, what up? It's uh, hello. What's up, man? What's hey, up? All of our editors. <laughs> it's, it's the guy that edits for all of us. But let but go ahead and tell everyone what is your Hi. uh what's your name and where are you calling in from? Hi, my name is Andres, but I'm Adineri. I'm from Mexico. Um, and yeah, and, and you all, you guys know me. <laughs> we do know you. We do. We're very blessed to uh, work with you. You're, you've done great things for our YouTube. Shout out to you. Uh, what's your What's your question for us today, Adenary? Okay. the The question is, I don't know if it's written correctly, but but is uh, which character has the most chances to climb up on the tier list? For example. You know, Axe pushed uh, Pikachu to I don't know ninth, eighth. I don't know. Mm -hmm. And also, AMSA pushing Yoshi to the top. Well, yeah. not to the top, but you know, maybe. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So I you want to you want to see yeah. what you want to say which character can climb up the farthest? Well, you think? Yeah. Like if someone really good uh, starts playing with I don't know Mewtwo, maybe in five years he's mm -hmm. he's ranked uh, I don't know ninth. You know. Yeah. That's All right. Fair. I have my answer. I have, in fact, I have two answers. I have two answers. All right. Well, I have the it's... answer you're looking for, and I have the answer that I want to give. Well, did Tofu is ready, man. What what is it, Tofu? Let's hear. Which it. order do you want it in? Which order do you want it in? Uh, I'm um, gonna say it real quick, and you guys the can. Discuss. One that you think. Okay, 
I think the the answer you're looking for to me out of like the low tiers and stuff, the character that I think could grow. I was looking at the tier list the other day. Uh, I think uh, a character that definitely could grow is like probably Mewtwo. I mean, I think that Mewtwo is a character that like he's got some good wins. Like objectively speaking, uh, you know, like Taja's Mewtwo beat Cobalt in tournament. Leffen's Mewtwo beat Professor Pro in tournament. Like the character has beaten some like really good players. Zoma beat Cactuar when Cactuar went to Japan with Mewtwo in a, in a set in like tw- like recently too like in 2019. I think the character's really hard and I think that for whatever reason everyone who's ever played Mewtwo just has way better other characters and they've never decided to focus on him. I don't think Mewtwo could raise that much but I think if you look at Mewtwo's spot in the tier list right now I think the character that's directly below Mewtwo is like Ness or something, and I'm kind of like, dude, like the difference between like Mewtwo and uh, it might not be Ness, but it's like I, I, I think Ness is, is, is pretty much impossible. You know? <laughs> yeah, so yeah, that's my. But but the other the other answer I was gonna was actually, I think people forgot about Samus. I was looking at the tier list. I think Samus used to be people thought the character was pretty good, and I think because Samus has had basically no top level rep recently. Dude, people are putting Samus below Yoshi and Pikachu now. I think Samus is actually amazing. Like, Plup and Duck were top eighting like every tournament for a while with mm. Samus. And I still think if I run with Samus, I'm way more scared of your average Samus than your average Yoshi or Pikachu. And I think people are sleeping on that character just because all the Samus is swapped off. Anyway, here's what you guys think. All right, fair enough. Those are good answers. None, what are you thinking, man? Um, I think my answer would be it would probably be those characters that aren't like on the verge of being high tier. You know, those are those characters that are like right on the border. We're talking Samus, of course. I always think of Samus. Um, I mean, I don't even know the tier list, to be honest, but it would be like Samus, Dr. Mario, Ganon. Mm-hmm. It, depend, it depends on where you're putting all of them. I think a lot yeah. of people put Yoshi and Pikachu there. Yoshi and Pikachu. But I will say this. I don't think they can do it solo maining. I think you have mm-hmm. to dual main to use those characters because it's just like... Some counterpicks are just brutal, you know what I mean? There are some tough ones. And there's something people don't think about. It's not only the fact that you get counterpicked. It's the fact of the damage from the counterpick. You lose momentum sometimes, and that really Mm. affects the outcome of a set. Think about Mm. that. Sometimes you have to choose a character, a different character, just so that you can just move throughout the counterpick, you know what I mean? It's just a really rough counterpick, and you want to do as less damage to the mental game as possible. Right, and uh, as someone that pick, played Ganon sometimes, I'm sure that you could you understand kind of how that can work. Yeah, so what, that would be my what answer. You, what do you think of Ganon, Ed? Do you think Ganon's like because you you are absolutely I think the best Ganon at this point. Do you mm-hmm. think Ganon's underrated or overrated? I mean, like, people, people are putting Ganon for. I think I think Ganon was where was he on the newest one? Tof wasn't he like towards Not the like bottom the bottom of mid? I think he was below Luigi. It was like Luigi, then Dr. Mario, then I think Ganon. So Ganon would have been like middle of mid-tier, maybe a little bit lower in mid-tier. So what you said, Ganon being upper mid-tier would actually make him, in your opinion, better than what people often think of him. Yeah. Um, I'm not really much for tier lists, but... Sure. I mean, when people say Ganon sucks, I'm like, sick. I like when people think that my character sucks. You know what I mean? It just it brings out the player in you. It's, it's like... It, makes you be able to speak much more for yourself if you're able to do well with a character like that Mm. but um you know of course he's limited i you know in tournament i don't i guess it's fair to say i don't really need to go ganon because i have like a faster ganon when falcon (laughs) but um the same thing applies i don't think you can solo main with ganon 
It's just like yeah. it's too tough. It's just way too tough. And you're gonna get counterpicked hard and it's gonna hurt. Mm-hmm. So for sure at the very least, the uh, dual maining. Hey, what do you think is the best character? The best character that you can't solo main. That you can't? Cannot, mm-hmm. exactly. Because I think you I mean, we've seen you can solo main Pikachu. You can solo main Yoshi. You can solo main Samus. It would be like Doc Gannon, probably. Doc Gannon. Luigi. Luigi. That's what yeah. I think. That's fair. Um, I guess I'll give I'll give a I'll give a little bit of an answer to this real quick. I I mean, my mind when I think about this, I tend to go straight to the Mario Brothers. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. I see Mario just. I think he was like he was pretty much I think bottom of mid tier on the thing that came out, if I remember correctly. And yeah. I just and I couldn't believe it. I've seen mango have some incredible mario performances i've seen none do some great stuff too so it is it 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 is surprising to me to put mario that far so i think he he can climb up quite a bit and then you know i was thinking you know people might be talking like depending on how the luigi's were doing when they were starting to rise up a few years ago i thought people would be talking about luigi almost kind of like they're talking about like Pikachu and Yoshi now or maybe putting luigi at the top of all that If, if possible that might be where he can go so him sitting him sitting around, like maybe around Doc above or below him. I mean, I think he's got some space to move too. And I think um, moving up each of those mid-tier spots counts a lot. Uh, it does, whereas, it does, like, yeah. like if you if you move up like one or two low-tier spots, I'm not sure if it if it's the same thing because those characters might not be getting optimized as much. That's the only reason. Depending right. on how you depending on how you say climbing up and what it means to climb up and all that stuff. I mean, you could look at it that way if you wanted to. Yeah, I just thought of something. What did you think of? You know, a character's saucy is is saucy. Am I allowed to say? I'm allowed to cuss on this, right? I'm allowed to say saucy as fuck. I probably yeah. <laughs> you can bleep me, Q, if you wanna. Yeah, get him, Q. If, if you take an issue, anyway. You know, a character's saucy as fuck, and I just realized I'm doing a pun here. I that I did not have that intention, but Link, dude, Link is actually so sick. And I don't think we've ever had, like, okay, there have been some sick links out there who have some real good tournament wins, like Six from EU, uh, Sauce from Canada. Aklo's now, doing some stuff right now. Yeah, Aklo, well, Aklo, I mean, I think the only thing with Aklo, like, Aklo's link would be, would have an amazing resume, I think, for him. It's just that he usually goes Fox, you know? Yeah. And yeah. he usually only plays Link, like, for a game of a set. Yeah. But, like, dude. Sauce like six like beat ice I think at one point mm. like dude mm. the only thing about the link players is I feel like they never travel and I think that if like the link if the really good link players actually went to like dude I lost a sauce in tournament at one of the gommels like in pools and I was just like dude this guy's amazing and I mean he had a he had a last stock I think he lost these sets but it was like last stock last it with Kalamazoo last stock last it with um um Prince Abu uh and um I remember last talk last it with IB. Uh, he forced IB off. He like destroyed IB's Marth, and IB barely clutched the set with Falco. Like I remember watching that. Like, oh my god, Sauce is gonna do it. He's gonna beat IB, and this is when IB was like top five in Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think we've. I, I don't think the character's really been optimized at all. But like, I just kind of feel like from Link's like frame data, I mean, he hits pretty hard. Like he can actually combo you pretty well, especially if he's like reacting well. Like it's hard because you have a slower grab than most characters. When I say frame data, I mean. Sorry, I should I should specify here. His frame data is abysmal when he's in his shield, when he's in disadvantage. But when he's pressuring you with like jabs and 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 down tilts and stuff, his IASA frames are actually pretty good. So I think that character could actually get it done. I I, I wish there was a link player that was out there that was doing it, but 
I mean, time will tell, I guess. Yeah, we'll see. Characters, uh, characters actually. Link is actually such a sick character, dude. He's so uh, sick, but he's so hard to use. He's hard to use. Yeah, so he's hard, hard to, to use. use. You can like the he's super non-optimized. I think he's like super heavier than Ganon. He feels heavier than Ganon. <laughs> he's got yep. all that shit on him. He's got the mm -hmm. hook shot in his pockets. He's got like fifty arrows. Yeah. Upgrade. He's got bombs. Unlimited got bombs. Unlimited bombs, which yeah. in theory is infinite weight. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, for sure. Well, uh, Aiden Ari, does do you think that answers your question uh, effectively? That does answer my question effectively. <laughs> I was sure. I was I was hoping to hear some DK, you know. DK, I think DK, DK is well. Big. He yeah, can do yeah, some DK stuff. Well. I think he's he's already got like a I think an okay position too. But yeah, he could go a little farther too for sure. There's a guy in my city in my region that actually. Uh, he, we were in a tournament. We invited some guy from the center of Mexico. He's one of the best. It's Lenguitas. I don't know if you, you've heard of him. I haven't. And and this guy from my region almost took like two games with, with DK. Yeah. <laughs> Against a Fox, which I understand because it's easier to come a Fox. But yeah. Yeah. That, that so hard to get the grab. But yeah, yeah man. Thank, thank you so much for calling in and uh, looking forward to your uh, videos coming out, man. I'm sure they're going to be <laughs> Thanks, great. Man. Yeah. Thank you, everyone. All the channels that Thanks, you man. produce for. <laughs> thank you, Adenary. Good to talk Bye. to you, my dude. Bye. Later. Yeah, for people who don't know, for the uninitiated, Adenary, coincidentally or not, uh, edits for all three of us. He yeah. is all of our YouTube editor. So. That was that was destiny. Yeah. That had to be destiny. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. It wasn't like, and he did it. He was editing for us before we were signed. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, I think we're about ready to bring in our next caller. Hello. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. Hello there. My name is I Like Turtles. I'm from France. Hello, hey, I Like Turtles. What's up, Turtles? Hey, I've someone seen from you my, my Twitch chat a fair bit. Yeah, he's from my community. He's he's hangs around chats. Hope you're doing good, man. Mm -hmm. And what's your question for us today? Okay, so here it is. How are you guys so good at commentating on anal analyzing melee sets in the same time? It feels like rayable to get into players' head and figure out their intentions and describe them perfectly. Right. So your question, just to make sure I understand it, is how are you able to analyze and commentate so well at the same time while watching something live? Is that right? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um I can take this away unless uh, either one of you is excited for yeah, it. No, yeah, sure. So um, I think part of the I think part of my skill with it is I'm able to talk quickly, and I just have always liked talking, and so I have a bit of an advantage, perhaps, over some people when it comes to that. But you know, I think any any high level player, any analyst, you know, you can work on it long enough, you can do it. You just need to have a decent enough understanding of the game where, like. Things are happening and you have this very detailed, very refined, very organized framework that everything is just kind of falling into place on. And, and so you can, if you understand it, and especially if you understand it well, you can condense the information into smaller parts. You can then put that out to people. Um, certainly something I've been challenged for sometimes is to try and make it so that even when it's condensed, it's still something that people can understand. So sometimes I have to think about that. But, you know, I think, uh, you know, that that becomes that becomes a communication skill more than an understanding skill. As far as understanding, you know, anyone on this podcast with me right now or a bunch of other high level players and everything like that, you know, they can all, they can all do it because they have, uh, they just have that knowledge. No, what do you think about that? Mm, I think it's, uh, that's kind of tricky because, you know, I think we've just been doing this for so long that 
it just comes a bit natural after so much time of doing it, right? And then mm -hmm. it's all about how you digest information. Like me personally, I I do PvP a lot. I don't really do matchups. So the moment I see like I don't know, five, ten seconds of a player, okay, I like separate him in my mind. This happens, of course. I separate him into like three different categories of players. And then in those categories, I like digest that even further. And so I kind of like because this all happens mentally, I can I, mean, I don't know if this makes sense, but I can like auto home on which category he is. And then the moment I'm locked in, I can just open up and speak what I'm trying to, to speak, if that makes sense. Right. Am I? Like, Does that make sense? <laughs> I don't know. What, what, what category am I? Am I, am I a jumper? No, you're actually very grounded. Okay. Which is good. In any, in any fighting game, <laughs> you want to be grounded, that right? That was a test. Wait, what are the three categories? I mean, the categories don't have names, per se. It's just... Okay, all right. It's just, I is he it, this type? You know? No, he's this type. No, actually, no, he's the other type. And it's just I got like, used to, you know, Nut, it's funny you mentioned this because I got used to, I did this on the reads for a while. I'd be playing on the reads with Scar and Scar would be playing and I'd be like, Scar, Scar, this guy's a roller. He's going to roll. He's going to roll a lot. He's looking to roll. Scar, this guy's a spot dodger, blah, blah, blah. And I got used to, I would do that. I would like try to categorize the player we're fighting as I'm watching Scar play on the reads. And I'd be like, I'd try to describe it to Scar so that he could, you know, hopefully win, right? Um, or win more easily. And so I, I know exactly what you mean when you say categories. Um, and, you know, just to go back to the, the question too, uh, I like turtles. I will say just as a commentator, what I do, and I think probably a lot of people just kind of naturally do this is like when you watch a melee set, you kind of almost put yourself in the shoes of like, especially if like, if it's your character, I think it's really helpful to do this. If anything, if you're like just starting out um, or you're trying to get good with the character and you try to like almost watch the set almost as if like, what, what would I do here kind of thing? And then when they make the decision that you don't expect, you're like, oh, they did something I didn't expect. And then you can kind of register that and be like, oh, well, one, maybe I should be doing that. But but two, when I commentate, you know, melee sets, whatever, I'm watching what they're doing. And I'll, I'll be like watching from one of the players' perspectives almost. And I think it's um, from that, from, from, and then from, from there, you're just kind of naturally thinking, okay, what's he going to do next? What might he do next? Oh, that was interesting. He did something different. And this is where... Fun, you know, little side note. This is where the criticism a while back, I remember, and this is something I've been actually trying to work on. Leffen was saying, you know, a lot of the melee commentators are bad at commentating floaty sets. And I made I realized this made sense because all the commentators are fast fall players. Think about it. I play a fast faller, Scar plays a fast faller, homemade waffles and Phil play fast fallers, Lovage plays a fast faller, Vish plays a fast faller, chillin' dude has a whack ass sadness. But plays a fast <laughs> I didn't notice that so, at all, actually. That's curious. We're all, we're all fast followers. We're all fat. Literally, we're all slime. Slime. He's another commentator. Plays Falcon. Squid. Another commentator. Plays Falco. All the commentators basically are fast followers. So I was like, well, that makes sense. That's why we all suck at commentating floaty matches, according to Leffen. So then now when I watch a floaty match, I actually try to put myself in the floaty's shoes, even if it doesn't come naturally to me. Um, but I, I, I swear to you, I think that's what a lot of us are doing. And does that make sense, Turtles? Do you, uh, do you do that, PP? Do you do that? Oh, uh, so I, yeah. So what I do is um, I will sometimes talk about what I think people might want to do, but yeah. otherwise, and then I'll think like, okay, well, are they doing this? Or are they doing it a different way? Or are they not doing this? And why? And, and I'll talk about that. But but in terms of what actually I'll do is I'll say, okay, these are what these people are doing, and I'll take a, I'll take one perspective, and then I'll try and see when it's, I think it's a good idea to switch, usually maybe after a combo or something else, and I'll, or I'll say, like, this is what they're kind of looking for here, maybe this is what one person's looking for, the other person, 
I think some people like it when you switch, because I think if you stay in one perspective too long, there's a, there's an assumption of bias or there's, um, there's just not giving someone like enough treatment or time. And then I, you know, sometimes I'll even kind of think about like the, what's the flow of the match? Like, like who's, who's hot in this moment right now? Who is the person that, that is more plugged in at the moment? Who's the person that might need to be focused on a little bit more. And, and then I'll think I'll talk about it that way. Or I'll say, what, what can this person do to kind of break that? Or, and then sometimes, so I, I try, I try to take a perspective at a time, but I also try to zoom out and talk about the overarching thing that's going on there too, as much as possible. Cause I think people really, they, they like, they like as many tie-ins as they can get. I feel, and I mean, I would like it if I were listening, what this person's been looking for, what they're getting, what they're not getting, what the other person wants, how they're stopping it. What's, what's coming together as a result of all this, what's the pacing ending up like. So I find it very fun to, to bring all of that together. I, I find it, it's, it's great because I, you know, I get to, uh, because it, it is my own knowledge, but it's these people that, that really dictate how it comes out at the end of the day. And so I, you know, try to be as flexible as I can. It's a lot of fun. I see. Yeah. Does that make sense, Turtles? Or uh, do you have any follow-ups for that? Oh, no, you answered it perfectly. You gave a different approach here uh, with the social aspect, uh, putting yourself in the player's shoes. And even the floaty's point of view was so interesting. I never thought about that. Mm-hmm. For sure. For sure, man. Well, hey, thank you so much uh, for calling in, Turtles. I appreciate you and your accent, man. And I uh, <laughs> hope you have a good rest of your day. Thank you for calling oh, and in. Wait, wait, real quick, real quick. Because I realized we should be asking you. Any shout-outs you want to do? Oh, yeah, any shout-outs? Oh, mm, shout-outs to the French Mire, uh, the French uh, organization on Portal Software for carrying uh, the U Medicine. For sure, oh, shout-outs wow. to you. Jigglypuff legend. And uh, yeah, Polon Software. They're doing 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 a lot of good stuff for you, Melee. Yeah, they and, are. Uh, across the world at this point, honestly. Thanks, thanks for chatting, Turtles. I think we're about ready to bring on our next caller. Yep. Uh, have a good day or night. I don't know what time it is in France. It's probably it, is, it is late. It is after midnight there. After midnight. <laughs> we got our next caller. What up? Hello. Hello. Uh, hi. Um, I go by Afromat, and I'm from Tennessee. Hey, hey. what's going on? Hey, Welcome to the show. What what question you got for us today? Um, so my question is, who is the player that you all feel underperformed the most relative to their skill level? So I mean, inactive players like Cyrox, Crush, Silent Wolf, etc. Do you mean only inactive? Only inactive. Only inactive. I, I, I want to believe that anyone that's still active has the opportunity to yeah. live up. Uh, okay, okay, that's okay. fair. You don't know what sure, they're going to sure, do. That's sure. an interesting question. Well, not, so, not Silent Wolf for Crush right off the bat. I think Silent Wolf for Crush had, had really good uh, tournament results, especially toward the latter part of their careers. Interesting. Crush won that fucking... Yo, none. We're talking about that Twitch Invitational. Didn't Crush win that? Yeah, he did. He oh. did, right? Yeah, that tournament was stacked as hell. Yeah, because it was like it was like crush s fat then you got third and then it was like D -d duck maybe i i know sj was there i mean it was like literally like it was literally like everyone in the top 20 that wasn't top five that tournament <laughs> gets me angry every time i remember it i know wait what uh because that tournament uh uh i was waiting and what was it winners yeah winners finals i had beaten the two people that beat me to get knocked out so i was like what i just beat them uh, you know it's just like the tournament uh format just oh uh, dang yeah. so it's not crush or silent wolf um 
It's a good question. I mean, none. Do you have someone that comes to your mind? I can do an answer in the meantime. I mean, he mentioned Cyrox. I think Cyrox for sure. Like Cyrox was amazing, and yeah. uh, you can see him even to this day. He's playing. He switched to to box or right yeah, he did. Yeah. And the guy's great, really great guy too. So um, I think uh, if he, I mean, I'm not he sure what sure. I'm not sure what he went through, but he definitely wasn't as uh, what's the word active as he was before, active. right? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. if he was, I think like we could have seen some really nice stuff. I hope that. After, I'm sorry. At least not in tournament. Like it felt like he yeah. played a lot. Like, he streams a lot. You know, he plays a lot of uh, net play, but I don't know if he's entering stuff. You know. Yeah, yeah, but like, of course, like after like when Land comes back, hopefully he can come out more and show what he's made mm -hmm. of, right? Because yeah. everyone already knows it's just like reassurance. You just always you want that little reassurance, and uh, mm -hmm. hopefully uh, we can see that. Yeah, for sure. I think Cyrox. I think Cyrox is fair. I think he was getting. I think he was getting. Um, he was getting pretty strong, and I think he was showing some good stuff. But uh, yeah, I do think he got kind of. I, I don't think he could. He showed everything he could have for sure. I agree with that. Um, Every time I think about something like this, and I don't, I mean, there's, there are always kind of a few people that come to mind. Um, I guess I'll, I'll go Give with your um, biased, your most personally biased take on this question. Yeah, I, I'm, I, I, you know, obviously, like, I want to think back through the years, and maybe it was someone in 2005 that, that if only they could have gone to another MLG. I don't know, right? Like, I can't, <laughs> I can't fully remember all of this on the spot, unfortunately. It's a great question, though. Um, but every time I think about something like this, players that I think really could have done more over time, I really do often think of uh, Kirby Kaze. Not, it's not yeah. the only one I think of, but man, that guy was getting so so good and and he his understanding of the game i think was phenomenal i think is phenomenal um i mean we were coming up on smashboards at the same time the way and i i love the way he broke everything down i mean i really felt like you know we were both uh blazing a lot of theory trails on smashboards it's a lot of fun um great respect for him um i really do think he could have done a lot more he was he of course did get quite high up in in the rankings overall so but I, I still think he could have he could have gone quite far, uh, even mm -hmm. even despite saying that, um, you know, yeah. I, just tremendous respect for the guy. And, uh, and and he was getting up there at one point and then it, it kind of felt like, you know, there was just a large period of time where where I still think he could have. I don't think his heart was the same in it. And so it's always it's always made me a bit sad. And so I've, I've always but I've always kind of felt that. Um, is every time I get the chance to, I always want to talk about this guy because I I really do think he had he had Me a too. really I'm interesting. Huge, I'm a huge Kirby Kaze fan. I mean, I think all of us have a pretty close bond with that guy. That makes sense because you guys are Smash Bros. buddy. Obviously, yeah. you know him from Canada. Yeah, I was gonna say uh, he was. He has to do with like when I was coming up in Canada because he's local to me. I would play him all the time. He, oh. Kirby Kaze really had a way of uh, converting his like melee thoughts into words. He had yes a really nice way of explaining things and. I mean, if you can explain those things, you must think of them really nicely, too. Yes. So I always respected Kirby Kaze for that. Really, mm -hmm. really yes. great player. Absolutely. He was, um, he really loved and maybe even loves Melee, I think, as a game. And at least for a while, he was very set. Every time I talked to him, he was so set on breaking into that top player pantheon. Um, I'm like when he beat Hungrybox at that one Apex, I remember how much that meant to him. Yes. And it really, I mean, like, don't get me wrong, he was very highly ranked. He was number six in the world, right behind the five, right behind. I, I think, I think in the first set of rankings we ever put out, uh, I believe 
in the five god era i think it was the five gods and then kirby kazu was number six so you can't really knock him for that it's not like he had a bad career by any stretch of the imagination and even when he came back you know he showed spurts of kind of coming back to i remember the most recent set i watched of him he like had a game five last stock very close set with Wizard, but one of the big houses i think it was big house mm. like seven six or seven one of those he entered um one of the later big houses it might have even been Big House 8. It was one of the later Big Houses. He had a really close set with Wizzy, and I was like, yeah, he can totally still do it. Um, just seems like it's a matter of does he want to. Uh, speaking of Sheik, the, the player I'm going to shout out here is Flash. Flash is a Japanese Sheik. Great answer. Fantastic answer. You you know Flash? Oh, yeah, man. I, I Every time I hear about him, I'm just like, oh, yeah, man. That guy was, that, Dude, that guy really so could have been very good. Absolutely. He could have, I mean, he was so good. Like, I housed him for two weeks. He came to the U.S. What was your exposure to him, PP? I'll tell you my perspective. I never played him, but I was watching him, and I watched him when he came to the U.S., and I would watch him go to foundries, and, mm-hmm. uh, and I would also just watch him play in the tournaments the following weekend, and just in short periods of time, his skill was just going up and up and up and up. He was hitting stuff... He was just hitting so much more. He was thinking about so much more, covering so much more. His approach to the game, I really liked. It made sense. Um, mm-hmm. It it was good stuff. I, I really think that that was someone that could have gone far. Absolutely. Yeah, dude. I, I think his story is so sad because literally the reason he quit was like, he works at one of these shitty Japanese companies that overworks the fuck out of Oh, him. man. Like, I don't have time for Melee anymore. I was so, so sad about it. I think Dang. he also kind of lost motivation because for a long time, the Japan scene, he felt like, I think he was saying like, he felt like they weren't getting that much better. And he was like sad because he's like, you know, I want more competition, blah, blah, blah or something like that. It's hard because he but improved so fast. <laughs> so fast. Well, I remember when, well, so, okay. I met him when I lived in Japan in 2010. I was mm. out there for a year. Now he's from Tokyo. And when I lived in Japan, Osaka, which is West Japan. Tokyo's East Japan. Osaka's West Japan. Osaka was the big scene. Tokyo, oddly enough, was the smaller scene in Melee. And Osaka was considered the hub for Melee in Japan. Mm. So I went, I on I had a three-week, three-day vacation one week. I went to Tokyo from out and I lived in the countryside. I went to Tokyo. Consider consider Tokyo and Osaka. These are like six hours apart, like NorCal SoCal. Okay. So mm. kind of like kind of similar scenes. You can you can make the trek, but it is a trek. And I went to Tokyo and I, I linked up with Gucci and Flash and I played a, I played a session with Flash and I was like, dude, this guy's fucking cracked. And so is so is Gucci. Gucci's really good too. I forgot about him. Really as good well. too. Yeah. Really good as well. And I went back to, I went back to Osaka and I was telling him like, you guys, dude, these guys, Gucci and Flash, like they're fucking real and they're gonna uh like when they start coming to these Osaka tournaments, like you guys better watch out kind of thing. And everyone was like, dude, no, there's no way these Tokyo upstarts, there's no way they're. There's no way they're going to do any damage in these West Japan tournaments. And I remember the first tournament result I saw where they came to Osaka and they won. They got they took first and second place. And I was like, there you go. And yeah, dude, like he stayed with me for two weeks in like whatever, 2014, I think it was for, for uh, D-Fox with it. And um, yeah, it was great. I mean, he entered, I think it was only, he only entered three tournaments. He entered two foundries and one major, which is D-Fox with it. He beat... Uh, well, most prominent result out of those, probably. Well, he got 13th at Dufox, which was pretty good. Tied with, I think he tied with Mewtwo King, ironically, because mm. uh, Mewtwo King had a little bit of a tough run in that tournament. Yeah. Um, but he beat some some top players. And I remember at the found his last tournament, the Foundry, he won it over Svan and Silent Wolf, um, who were like two of the best Foxes at the time against yes. Sheik. Like, period. So it was like, oh, that's like a really, like, I think it kind of flew under the radar because it was like a local or whatever. But like, you know, it's really impressive. Yeah, it's like really impressive. It's like, whoa, that's a big deal. 
Yeah. Like no other Sheik was winning a tournament over S. S Fat beat every Sheik. Like every Sheik, dude. S Fat ate Sheiks for breakfast. Like just breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And it was like, oh, that's that's like that's a that's a remarkable tournament result. And then he just fell off the radar. And I was so sad about it because I loved his play stone. I thought he was so good. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a shame. It's a shame. I think it, the era was just, dude, if he was just, if he stuck around for just a little longer and got like a sponsor, things could have been so much different. Mm. I'm so sad about it. Just a yeah. little longer. Because this was right on the cusp of like, this was still, I think, like VGBC, PP, right? And, and, yeah. and uh, MIO and Mango. I feel like it was kind of that era still. Maybe so, I don't fully remember, but yeah, um, it would it would have been nice. It would have been nice if uh, you know that could have worked out for him. Anyway, um, but yeah, fun. yeah, that's a great answer. Um, how do you feel about uh, that, Afro Matt? Does that do, do we make do we get everyone that you were thinking of, or is there someone you wanted to call out that we didn't get a chance to? I think you missed only one player that I was thinking of, um, mm -hmm. okay. and that's uh, Kevin Toy Pew Pew You. I always wanted to see him be sure. the number one player in the world. I always thought he could do it. I always thought he had the ability and his retirement broke my heart. Although I'm super excited for everything he's doing with CLG. Yeah, I just course. really loved Pew Pew U as a player. And I, I, I personally had always hoped to see, to live in the Pew Pew U hey, era. I think he might be the number one player in the world in doubles. In doubles. Well, yeah. That. That, is, that. that is, that is well, still I don't know. Cool. It's not easy. I mean, it's not easy. To do what he does with Martha doubles, I dude, I don't really get it. Honestly. That dunk's hard. Yeah, it's hard. But uh, yeah, I mean, certainly a certainly a great answer for that too. I mean, it's have fa have faith in him. I I respect that man. And I, you know, I guess you never know how things will turn out. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'd say he had a he had a fair run. Um, but yeah, thank you again, Afro Matt, for uh for calling in, and uh, thank you for your uh, question. We do appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Oh, you have any shout outs? Can Sorry. Shout out? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, I want to shout out my buddy, uh, the big Mikey underscore, who's actually a mod in Nun's chat and is one of my best friends. We just got done with a LAN melee fest the other day, and oh. I wanted to thank you, PPMD, for completing one of my ultimate goals in life. You were the last five gods I had not had a conversation with. So wow. <laughs> thank I you. Do, I do make it difficult <laughs> for completing wow. my my uh, Infinity Gauntlet of God conversation, and also I stream uh. at Aphromat SSB. I'm trying to be a melee commentator while not being a top player. So if you want to come and listen to some melee analysis at 8 p.m. EST, I'll be around. All right. Good luck with your journey, gamer. And thank you for calling in. Thanks. Good play. That's how you do it like the best of them. I can already tell he's going to go far. That was a professional plug if I ever heard one. That's what it sounds like. That's what it sounds like. If you're an up-and-coming commentator, you got to be well-spoken like that. All right. I think we're about ready to bring in our next caller. What is up? Uh, what's your name? Where are you calling in from, sir or madam? Hey, it's Jabberwock out of Manhattan. Uh, this question is really for none. Okay. Um, yeah. And the question is basically, we've kind of seen three and now possibly four with the latest SEL Falcons rise to the top of, you know, top 10 essentially. And they are all like extremely different in a bunch of different ways. You know, you have like the natural, like whizzy kind of like none thing, where it's like tech chase versus combos and CC focus versus out of shield focus, and with like S2J and none. And so, you know, none being, you know, kind of the master of all the styles, uh, as he's 
I think known now. I, I just wanted to hear which do you think will become more prevalent in the meta as you know Falcon progresses. I mean, I think the right answer will always be it's only going to get tougher. You know, we're only getting like players are only getting smarter, right? We're going forward, not backwards. We're getting smarter, not dumber. So I think it's it's safe to say that you have we're going to have to have a mix of everything. It's just uh, we're going to have to Falcon has the tools to do it. I think he's a very versatile character. But um, at least speaking for myself, uh, we have to stop being so stubborn and start to open up to new things and new uh, styles of play because, I mean, not every player is different. And uh, sometimes some style works stronger versus one player than the other. So I think we're all going to start to... I mean, you've been seeing it for sure. Like, we've all been starting to incorporate things from each other. And uh, that's going to that's gonna even happen more so in the, in the, in the years to come, I think. I'm Chapter, sure. did, did you... Does that answer your question, Jabberwock? Yeah, and I also, um, this kind of extends to PPMD as well um, in a weird way because another thing I've seen, uh, actually just today, I saw Zane talking about how PPMD would um, do like immediate approaching fair versus, you know, Sheik and also his like longer dash dance. So I think um, this kind of applies to PP as well. Do you think there's like, any development in the Marth meta or like what is the right development in the Marth meta in your opinion? Dude, wait, I, before you say anything, PB, okay. I know the Ferris he's talking about. They're so good. I don't understand how it works when you do them. When I do those Ferris against Sheik, I feel like they never work. And when I watch you play against Sheik and you do fucking approaching rising fair and I'm like, what? Why the fuck is he not dying for doing that? And you just, just it's so beautiful. It is hard to do that <laughs> i know uh yeah I know. it doesn't work for me yeah um well i will say um there are um so in terms of this rising fair thing i think that's actually an interesting segue and it kind of ties back into what nun said a little bit um if you condition a player a certain way or you get a read on someone you can kind of do whatever you want within a certain limit uh so let's say you know someone's gonna jump or you know they're gonna hold shield you don't think they're gonna hold down you can be like rising fair probably did a little bit better here um and so that kind of that kind of play is very important i think but let's but you kept it character focused so i'll do my best to stay there um so marth is a character that i think and i don't often like talking about the right way i used to be a player that was very focused on that it's very i cared deeply about that i would tell everyone there is the right way there is the wrong way um i am not as interested in that now i think there are good things to do i think there are less helpful things to do and then i think there are rules and then i think once you get good enough at implementing the rules you learn how to break them um and so when I think so, but I think a good thing is doing longer dash dances sometimes, and and I think the value of longer dash dances is that you know you go farther, you abuse Marth's dash back made out of titanium, which is always ah. fun, and uh, you I mean you you combine that with shorter ones, and it's very ambiguous for people to know how to uh, lock you down. And of course, you have wave dash back jump and everything like that. I think so. Basically, making more use of Marth's tools, making more full use of them. I think that is just very important. I think 
there is nothing wrong with playing Marth in a very grounded fashion that's going on right now. I think missing out on some of the zoning, and Zane's been bringing in some of the zoning, which has been fantastic. I think there's more to do there with maybe some more drift stuff. And of course, he is doing some of that, but there's there's still more and there's um, various ways it can be implemented. Because I mean, Zane, at the end of the day, is going to be one person. He's going to have his own patterns that work well for him. And there'll be some you could take, some you might want to do differently. So I, I, I think like if I were to just say uh, something simple, I would just say, we're gonna i think we could see more um more of mart's movement accessed i think we can see see that uh becoming a reality um i would also probably say like and this is something that you see kadoran do a little bit um and i mean i guess it's a bit of a shameless plug I've, i work with him some so i like talking about what he does apologies mm -hmm. but uh you know he'll just he'll just f smash people in neutral sometimes which is not really something which is not really something zane does and I'm, I'm not this is not a critique of zane this is just a difference and this can make things easier in some ways because you're not having to worry about getting the perfectly spaced down tilt or whatever but anyway I don't want to go on about this forever. The point is that there are, there are there are ways you can approach it. There are things you can do that are that are not being done. And do I think there's a right way? Maybe not. There are more good things that can be done. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, guys. Yeah, Thank for you. sure. You Thank you. Shout outs. Uh, I do want to shout out the upcoming tri-state hero J Mook and congratulate him for his four loco. And. I think also just all the Jay Cheeks in general, I think they're doing a great job out there. Um, I saw Magi's tweet not too long ago. I thought it was hilarious. So if you know what I'm talking about. In front of your username and then. Yep. Yep. That's all it takes. So thanks a lot, guys. Hey, Absolutely. Take it easy, man. Dude, um, I like your Kadoran. You know, it's funny. I was talking with Zane the other day and I was actually asking about Kadoran. And it was funny yeah. because Zane. So Zane actually provided the other side of that because he was like, you know, the he was like, he was like, Kadoran's really good. Like, love watching him. You know, loved watching a set with Plup and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, obviously Zane gives plenty of credit where credit's due. And he thought he was like, it was funny. He said something that I thought was kind of enlightening, which was he was like, you know, the only thing that like, I'm like, oh, I wish he would stop doing that is when I watch Kadoran. He's like, Zane is like, I think at their core, there are two types of Marths. There's Marths that in the, when push comes to shove, there's Marths that want to grab you. Like if they're like, if you need to clutch out a stock or something, there's Marths that want to grab and there's Marths that want to forward smash. And I think Kador <laughs> is a Marth that wants to forward smash. And, and Zane doesn't I, under he doesn't like that. He's like, I don't like Zane, that. Yeah, because I think Zane, like, well, dude, when I talk to Zane, there's a, there's a recurring trend, which I think is very respectable with Zane. And he Zane never my my read on Zane as a player is he never wants to feel like he's Hail Marrying ever. You know, like, it's funny. He was doing Wave Dash Shadow Shield forward smash against Mango for quite a while. I, that Zane, being said, yes, true. It's true. There was a period where we were. I say we, Kalindi, KJH. I was privy to these conversations, but I think it was largely KJH was telling him, dude, you need to do more Unga Bunga options. And you know what I mean by that. Because yeah. we used to rag on Zane, dude, you never do the, you know, the Muta King. Run up, forward smash from the other side yeah. of the screen. Dash tech across the stage. And, and Zane's thing is like, he doesn't want, he feels like, the way he described it, he was like, when I do that dash tech, I feel like I'm just like, please, like, I hope this hits, you know, kind of thing. And he doesn't want to feel like that. Now, I don't think you have to look at those options that way. But I think Zane yeah. does, and for better or for worse. And for what it's worth, I mean, he's performing at a really high level. Yeah. And I feel like with Zane, it's kind of, at this point, it's kind of like, well, if it ain't broke, maybe just don't fix it. But I, I thought understand. it was interesting because he, pro he provided that perspective on the exact thing you were talking about with Kadoran. It'd be fun yeah. to have a discussion with him about it, of course. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, that should be a, should be a collab you guys should do.
Yeah, you never know. But yeah, none. You were you wanted to say something. I saw you uh, inhaling. Oh, yeah. I was gonna say. Well, first I was gonna say the mango thing might be a like a player thing. You know, sometimes versus a certain style or player, you just oh, do sure. something because it works. Yeah. But the other thing I was gonna say is that uh, yeah, I think it's 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 fair to say that Zane has very good game sense. What I mean by game sense is you know usually if you want to if you see a shield, you don't attack it, you grab it. Mm-hmm. If you see a non-shield character, you attack it. And so forth, and vice versa, and all that. And he's very good at making those kind of like decisions, and those decisions create openings. And I think mm-hmm. that's one of the reasons he's very good at getting those openings, because he knows when to stand his ground. He knows to, you know, do the Martha dashback thing. He knows when to do it. He knows when to do those uh, fares. He's just his game sense is up there, and it's uh, it's something that yeah. players might not be looking into. They might, you know, I mean. People might be just, it's Marth, it's Dashback, it's the range. No, but it's like, before that happens, how did he get that? And I think people don't mm-hmm. probably realize that enough. They, they don't understand it enough, I think. They oversimplify it. Yeah. Sometimes there are things in Melee that you want to simplify for the fact of not getting a headache. And sometimes you, it doesn't need that much thought. But there's a, there's an excellent, there's, there's a science behind it is what I'm saying. Yeah, for and sure. And people aren't realizing it. Madness. That one, yeah. Yeah, and I love how I love how complimentary you are to Zane because I don't always hear that coming from you. It is in, in, in public. Our DMs are something different, but in public. <laughs> <laughs> All right, no beef, no beef, no beef. <laughs> but no, you know he's great. He has a, yeah, yeah. It's crazy, right? You uh, the respect you got to give him. He's inspiration. Yeah, he's been good absolutely. really fast, and he has a long road ahead of him. Still, it's crazy when you think about it. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Very yeah. very. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy how at, at at the you know at the same age you guys are both rising together. I think that's beautiful. Yeah, I might be like a yep. year older. Or... Yeah, it's close. I mean, it's close, but yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean. I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to assume. Yeah, sorry. But you know, it's like it is impressive. You know what I mean? It, yeah, it is impressive. It is impressive. I was thinking about long road. Okay, I, I don't want to take up too much time, but we we got to get to our next caller. But I was thinking about Appreciate long road. You guys see that top eight, the Street Fighter top eight? The head. There was a Street Fighter topic where people posted the ages of all the all the guys that made top eight. Oh and- yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One person was like almost forty. It was like yeah. Daigo thirty nine. You know, like Sako wasn't even. I think Sako might be like forty two or some. Like he, Sako was like I think actually forty. Gamer <laughs> beats forty, but he wasn't in this top eight. But you know, it's like Tokido thirty five, and that was on the young end. And then a couple of them were thirty seven. You know, and I was like, hmm. and uh, I don't know. I think people, dude. I don't know. I think people totally. They go too hard on the whole, like, you got to be young to play video games thing. I don't know. Bro, Grandpa Gamer's rising up. I mean, it's, it's the whole thing with uh, stamina, right? But yeah. when, you're, when you're younger, you have the stamina. But when you're older, you have the wisdom. Mm-hmm. Like, the two worlds of things, right? You want to find that perfect balance. Mm-hmm. And then, and then you got none who's the perfect balance. I know. I was just about to say it's crazy. He's, he's twenty three, and he he's got all this all this wisdom from uh, you know the 12, 12 years of playing melee. Truly an inspiration for us all. Yeah. Yes. Balance, somehow. Street <laughs> <laughs> racing at the age of eleven. Yeah. All right. uh, I think we're about ready to bring on our next caller. What's yeah, up? Yeah, for sure. Where are you calling in from? What's up, caller? Yo, 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 yo. How's it going? Hey. Uh, yeah. Hey, what's your name? Where are you uh, calling in from? Uh, my name is Corner. I'm calling from NorCal. And uh, hey, NorCal, our first yeah. NorCal caller. Mm-hmm. Hey, let's go. Uh, 
So my question for today is, why would somebody who has never played Melee before, you know, maybe they probably, like, play Ultimate or uh, never played Smash before, why would they want to be, uh, why, why would they want to play Melee? Uh, I know that because Melee is a game with, like, a very difficult entry barrier, uh, it doesn't have a huge list of viable characters, uh, mm-hmm. the stages aren't the, you know, best competitively speaking, you have, like, FD and Battlefield, which are, like, two... I would say most neutral stages. Um, there's and there's just overall like ultimate has a lot more content than melee. So mm-hmm. basically, what I'm asking is, what is, uh, what is melee's draw? What, what yeah, brings people in? Yeah. Are you say, are you comparing this to uh, the newer Smash? Would you say this, or do you um, like? Is this just for anyone? Yeah, Smash Ultimate is the name of the newer Smash PP. I no, I, I I didn't hear what you said, but anyway, what did you say, Corner? Oh, I, I thought you were making a joke. I thought you were saying like you keep saying Smash Ultimate. Is that the newer Smash? What does that mean? I thought you were making a joke, like 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 I, you know what? I, okay, okay, I I don't say the name. That is the joke. Got it. I'm sorry. What was your question again? Yeah, I was just asking. <laughs> I was just asking. Uh, um, when you're saying when you're when what, what your question basically is it. Are you trying to say, do we convince someone that is playing a different game or a different Smash to come in, or is it just anyone like off the street? Like, uh, what? Who are we gearing this argument towards? Um, could we answer both questions? Or I guess, yeah, we'll see what everyone wants to do. That's fair. I think. Um, okay, I have I have like two quick answers. I think one. I think one thing is. Uh, first of all, I think melee is. Melee's got years on it. And I think Melee, at this point, everyone kind of knows Melee's the game that's going to stick around. So I think a lot of people look at Melee. I think for me, and I don't even think for me, I, I say for me, I think Melee kind of, rep, what it represents in the in the kind of competitive gaming ecosystem right now is like Melee's one of the last bastions of like the last generation of really difficult, um, really deep, really engaging, uh, you know, in terms of like, you know, depth and, and stuff like that. Uh, video game competitive video games and it's one of the ones that really stood the test of time because like everyone knows people still play melee it's like hmm any coincidence that like the biggest smash game that's not the current one is always melee like there's a reason for that and i think that there are naturally going to be people that are always going to be drawn to that because there's always going to be people that are going to want to you know i think you get into it's, it's it's very common you get into the smash franchise with ultimate but I think there are plenty of people that come over to Melee from Ultimate all the time, and I think that's because they're looking for something that only Melee can offer. I think that's always going to be the case. I think the fact that we've been we stood the test of time, there's going to be people that just want that. Also, I think that like, um, uh, what 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 Melee has to offer, um, uh, I think that like with Ultimate, for example, uh, I think there are also just real practical concerns, right? Like I think especially right now. Everyone knows Melee's netcode is better. So I, I know for a fact, there I see a lot of people on Twitter, ultimate players talking about like, damn, you know, I just tried Slippy, like, holy crap, this feels amazing. So I mean, there's there's also that. And, sure. but yeah, I think, there, I think there are real practical reasons that people would play Melee. For me, when I got into Melee, I went to a brawl tournament. I, I, I have a YouTube video talking about my origin story. I guess Love you know, it. And I was at a brawl tournament and there was a melee set up in the corner and I kept watching these guys playing melee and I was like, dude, this looks amazing. This looks really fast. And I was like, wowed by how fast they were moving and how fun it looked. It was just four people playing doubles because they only had one setup. And I was like, I want to play this. I am going to suck. I know I'm going to suck because it looks really hard, but 
I think there's always going to be a certain subset of hardcore gamer that's just really attracted to that. And they're going to want to play difficult games where you can really get good. Because like when you play good in Melee, you feel like a god. Like Melee is one of these games where when you're out playing someone and you're way better, and you're just like, oh my god. Like I watched Nuns JV5, which I can't believe he didn't pop off harder. Like, dude, <laughs> I was like, dude, that had, that had to feel so good. To be fair, that was an accident. I didn't look at percent one time. <laughs> that, makes sense. that makes sense. Dude, yeah. And I was just like, that's fucking ridiculous. Like, you can't do anything like that in Ultimate. Like, you just can't, you can't outplay someone that hard. You, you, you'll never be able to outplay someone that hard. So, there's always going to be, I don't think everyone's going to want to play Melee, but there's always going to be a certain subset of people that are just going to be naturally drawn to that. Like, and that's, that's going to be forever. That's going to be forever. There's always going to be that niche group of hardcore gamers that just wants to like be super cracked and press lots of buttons and and just fucking style on their opponents and melee is here for those people yeah uh none uh do you have anything you want to you want to add on or your own take on that yeah um i think the correct answer here is at least comparing to ultimate as would be that as of april 27th the golden guardians family operates in melee exclusively <laughs> <laughs> Right. yes that is the correct answer yes hey and by the way if you want to help gaming all of gaming up to the gg melee youtube like and click the right. button very easy you can like comment and make sure you click the bell too so you're always notified when new videos are live I just want yes thank you thank you q i agree absolutely yeah i just wanted to interject there for a moment none i didn't i just wanted to make sure that people knew how to how to save all of gaming uh i didn't mean to cut you off yeah, yeah. um next question <laughs> <laughs> no, uh being uh seriously um i don't know i think uh you know the usual response uh the usual response is in melee you can express yourself you can really be yourself this and that that's the the, the story every single player says right mm -hmm. but i think um I'm going to give a more practical answer. I think in Melee, you have the ability to do all that. Cool. But if there's 40 foxes over there, they'll probably all look like robots, right? They could look like robots. You have the ability in this game to stand out of those 40 just because of the tools the game gives you. I don't think that other games give you that. And yeah, just being able to set your flair, to leave your footprint, to stand out. You're able to do that in melee. I think in comparison to other games, it's very difficult. Um, yeah, dude, with ultimate, there's one, there's, there's for the most part. Okay, I keep fuck. I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to rag on ultimate. Like, I literally like ultimate. I, I entered every local for like a year, but it does feel like when I watch ultimate, like it does feel like there's mostly one right way to play each character. I think that's a lot of modern games actually. This is why I like even not, not even just melee. Like I remember when I would watch like you know games like Marvel. You know, they're they're at guilty gear. Uh there there are like the best video games, there's more than one way to play your character. Hmm. Yeah, and it's you know it's crazy because uh Melee has history too. Melee stood the test of time. Here we are still, and um you know, it's just when that feeling I mean, this is a bit unfair because this could be in any fighting game. That feeling when you start to get good and you start to get those results, it feels very rewarding. It feels amazing. That's probably like one of the high points of mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure of any player's career. Mm -hmm. Those first results, they just like they just feel so good. And um, yeah, that works even more so with a thing that melee has just stood the test of time. So I mean, is it fair to say if you got into melee today, are you too late to get into melee? I don't no, think so. Absolutely no. not.
So yeah, yeah I think that would be I my thought, dude. I thought it was too when I started playing Melee in 2009, I thought it was too late. I was like, dude, okay, I'm gonna start playing the game because it looks really fun, but well, the game's probably dead. Like, you know, yeah. it's been out for so long. It's been out for eight years already. Like, <laughs> right. Dude, most games are dead after eight years. So yeah. I was like, 2009, I was like, damn, this game's probably dead. But like, and eh, whatever, it looks fun. I'm going to play it. And then, you know, here we are. So, man, when you're in a third row country, when Brawl was out and you see, you have, you guys haven't seen Real Dead. You guys have <laughs> not seen Real Dead. And I still believed, you know what I mean? And you know what? Here I am. I'm glad I went through all of that. It was worth it. That's a statement too on on Nun's belief as well. Just in case anyone uh, missed that, uh, you know that's that's just a much harder situation to to pull through. So I mean, obviously, mad respect for that. If if it's not clear, that's just remarkable. Um, but yeah, I'll answer. Uh, give a little bit of a different take. Let's say, let's say it's not about other fighting games. You're talking to someone on the street. You like sports? Oh no, I can't play. I can't play basketball. Have you seen Steph Curry? Nah, there's no way that guy like it's so hard to dribble that well and shoot that well. Uh, I couldn't spend the time practicing that. Do you think anyone says that? No, they don't say that. They're like, oh, well, yeah, I like playing and I'll play with some other people and I'll get as good as I'd like to get. And it's fun to get a little bit better and practice and, right. and dunk on some people and stuff like that. That's melee. Melee, yeah. it's it melee. You have the ability to play it like a sport. You could put as much into it as you want, and melee will give you that back. You might not like some of the things you get back. That's not the point. But you know, anything will give you that. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think melee has that opportunity, and and it it is it is like a sport in that way. And so I think it has the ability to connect with people in in that type of thing. And if you want to play it more casually, you can do that too. I mean, melee's got a bunch of cool modes. Melee's got all kinds of cool things, and I'm sure there are ways to like we we could probably like lower we could probably invent modes or something that make it more fun and and reduce some barrier to entry or anything if we wanted to appeal i'm sure i mean everyone liked when volleyball came out that like two weeks that was hot you know or whatever right but like i, I think melee is, i think melee uh melee like kind of like what nun was saying like when you put the work in you really feel great about getting that back it's just like you know you learn to do like i would practice some moves in soccer when i could hit someone with some of them that felt really good it was it's, it's not exactly the same but there's a lot of similarity and, and it feels really nice to be able to see that thing that you worked on really come together so i think that is an awesome thing and it's a great draw and i think it's something that other games have but i think melee you know, could ha has it in its own unique and powerful way you were playing soccer played soccer uh from when i was a kid all the way through uh high school and a high school. Wow. Yes, sir. Fun game. Dude, my mind as a kid when I learned you have to, when you kick the ball, you got to kick with like the side of your not the front. Yeah, don't tow it. Towing it, not the move. Yeah, I know. I know that now. I learned that. I learned that. <laughs> Great. Your 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 toes are not broken, so that's probably true. Yeah. <laughs> Congrats. And uh and uh Corner, did we answer your question appropriately? Oh yeah, perfectly. Thank you so much. Oh, you're very welcome, and thank you for calling in. Do you have any shout-outs before we let you go? Um, yeah. Um, so again, shout out to NorCal. Um, hey. You know, there's a local band uh, that's uh, Effective Denial. There, you can find their stuff on SoundCloud and recently YouTube. Uh, shameless plug corner on Twitch, <laughs> and go check out all the up and coming melee streamers. They deserve it, and yeah. they want to be. Too, so sure. Yeah. Hell yeah! Um, Shout out. Are you a member of said band? Uh, no, I'm not, but I am a very large, very, very big fan. <laughs> cool. 
So cool deal. Well, uh, good luck to look. Good luck to the band and to your own self on your stream. And thank you for calling in. Mm, good luck to all of you guys too. Thank you. Dang, drop the mixtape. You guys yeah. aren't catching the music here, right? There's someone with music here in the house. You guys oh, I can't. Not on your I'm good. You're yeah. You're good. Your mic. Your mic is good enough that it's filtering it out. Okay. Or it's not picking it up loud enough. All right. Thanks. Just wondering. There's a, I don't know if you guys have heard of. He's a NorCal local legend. Uh, Blue Fox. Blue Fox XT. Used to be pretty active on Smash. Yeah, but. I've I've heard of him. Yeah. Talk yeah. To him. Yeah. He's uh he's a, he's a real homie. I think he's a bartender now. But um, oh. you know, for a while, well, he's a long time standout of the like. He's just an OG NorCal melee dude. He used to be pretty good, in fact, but he's he's also in a band, and I used to go watch the shows. And I was wondering when Corman was plugging a local NorCal band. He's a smasher. I was like, oh shit, is he gonna plug Blue Fox's band? But he did. That would have been cool. That would have been cool. That would have been cool. It could still happen. There's time. It's true. He could literally come back on the air and plug Blue Fox's band, but you know. <laughs> uh but I guess you know, we can always see what I guess we I think if we have another caller, we can see what they want to plug here. Yeah, I think, we, I think we might be I think we might be uh Dunsky's Lebronsky's with the with the callers for the week. Oh well, I just saw I just saw we had someone in waiting room, so I wasn't sure. I think yeah. waiting room people. Okay, okay, okay. I figured. I actually figured out the whole schematic. I think waiting room they can just join. Oh, Mike check is the one that we drag them into. I think. Yeah, I. What we're talking about exclamation mark radio melee. Make sure. Yeah. You the Golden Gardens fan discord because next week we're doing this every Tuesday, same time, same spot on the dial, three p.m. Pacific time, six p.m. East Coast time, and I look, look, I get it. You guys ask a lot of questions. We always have. Pages and pages of questions, and there's only so many we can get to. But I'm looking at the chat. I'm looking at the questions, and I see when the same people. I'm like, oh, that guy asked that question last week. I remember. I remember, and I've been marking the ones that I want to answer. So if you come back next week and I see your same question, might just try to throw you a bone next week. We're gonna get to all of you eventually. I got a little. I got a little cue that's operating in my head. Not cue yeah. uh, like our producer, but you know, like cue, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Very important Ooh. clarification. Q can eat you whole, so that is very different. Yes, uh, <laughs> he's like the imposter from Among Us. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they were basing that on him. Those three developers, they knew Q. He he's very well connected. Well, he's the fourth developer. Yes, of course, yeah. for the Among Us. Yeah. He was the first one. <laughs> You're right, right for sure. And um, let's not incur his wrath. So let's move on. And I kind of wanted to see. We ask if it's okay, none. If you wouldn't mind, I've got a question or two here prepared for you. Do you mind if we talk a little bit more before we let you go today? You don't have to ask for permission, man. Just shoot. All right, we're gonna go. We're gonna let's see. We're gonna shoot our shot here. Um, I let's see. I you know. We've talked about it a few times. I think it almost—I think it's almost kind of come up. I don't know if it's come up every week or maybe two out of three, but we've talked about how, and this kind of came up a little bit earlier at the beginning today, there are so many Falcons at the top right now. And I was kind of thinking there might have been a time right around 2010 where there were probably four Falcons that were maybe around some of the same spots as now, but I think it might even be different now. That might even be the overall Falcon skill pool might be a little bit higher now than it was then. And I was kind of thinking, you know, like I talk about why I think this is happening. Tove talks about why he thinks it's happening. You live it. What? Why do you think there are so many strong Falcons right now? And um, and what do you think? What do you think that says about melee and about and about the community? Why are there so many good Falcons right now? Yeah, that's just your top Falcons: Suj, Wizrobe, and uh, Gatsu right now. That's killing it, right? Those are the guys. Those are guys. And, and you. 
<laughs> I'm a side character. I'm just a side character. <laughs> Absolutely. We need to get Bond on here. Yeah, he's up. <laughs> but, um, yeah, you know, it's just, uh, I think, uh, to the players, at, at least before when, like, you know, the players before they started playing Falcon, they were just, it's the same thing coming back to Styles. They were like, oh, no, I'm going to do it this way. I'm going to do it this other way. Um, just Falcon's just a very versatile character. I remember all the time when people would ask me to do tier lists. You know, I've always said that I'm not really a tier list. Kind I of loved guy. your tier list, by the way. I don't know. If it, you want to wrap? You want to explain what you did really quickly? What did I do in that one? The play. Uh, the, the there was just only like two characters, right? That are like you. Bad. You had you had a tier list, and yeah. there was one. There were two tiers. The first tier was, I it was like something like I don't care about this, and you shouldn't care about tiers either. And it was, it was 24 characters. And then you, and then there was a second tier under that that said, okay, maybe not, maybe don't play these two. And it was like Bowser Kirby. Yeah, yeah, those two. <laughs> it's just like I love those characters, but it's hard to beat to do stuff with them. You know what I mean? Yeah. All the other ones you're good. Just those two. Try to keep your distance. Mm -hmm. But um, going back to what we were saying, um, yeah. yeah, I've always thought Falcon was a very versatile character, but at the same time, when people would ask me for a tier list, I would never put Falcon on a tier list. Mm. I th I always thought that he just didn't belong on a tier list. For the what do you mean by that, that? For the reason that, I mean, when you fight a bad Falcon or even a good Falcon that's on one of his bad days, it's pretty free. Yeah, like that's just the way it works. The character just gets opened up. For some reason, I don't understand why. But when that Falcon is on a good day, a good Falcon on a good day is more damaging than a good Fox on a good day or a oh, good my. Marth even on a good day. Hmm. And it's weird to think about it because it's true. And so that was the reason I thought he never like I would never put him on a player on a tier list because on a good day, he's like SS. And then on a bad day, he's like worst of the worst. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's just one of the, the things I was trying to sidetrack there. But um, it's just there's a lot of uh, representation in Falcon right now. There's a lot of inspiration and um you know, it's, he's, I feel like he's a very free flow character, so people might like that a lot. There's a lot of there's a lot of things you can free flow with him, and there's a lot of things that you can lab with him. There's a lot of data, and you know what I mean. There's like both sides, and um, that's just bringing players in from everywhere to pick up the character, and that's really cool to see. Would you say then that um, that Falcon always had this potential, and that it's just being brought out now? And if so, why now? I think so. I think Falcon always had the potential. Um, I mean, I think we were younger back then. We thought what people thought of us hurt more because back then Falcon was the mean character, remember? Oh. So, so you we, think it was about community perception back then? Like you had to play cool with Falcon. You can't, you can't optimize this stuff. Or, and when everyone's optimizing, you'd be like, ah, oh, we can't do that. We're the cool character. We, you know, uh, you know, we we don't optimize our edge guards or whatever. We just we just go for it. We read them. Yeah, and then you would there's some like at least back home you would be cast out if you weren't doing things a certain way. Like the same thing you were talking about earlier, uh, PV. There was a right way and a wrong way to do things. Hmm. Back home was the same concept. Oh, dude, you're doing it this way, or the door's right there. Just leave right now. Are you um, saying? Are you saying in Canada or in Nicaragua? Oh, so so you had to you had to play like a certain style back there then. And what was that style? Yeah, it was like more so even just playing melee. If you were playing melee and you were just like, I mean, th things are different now, you know, that we're, we've gone pro and, you know, we've yeah. learned 
things. But back then, at least the way I learned melee is if you were a person that was just abusing too much shield grab or buffer rolling everywhere or was just on the ledge all the time, we would just straight up, and this is a real story, I'm not making this up, we would unplug your controller, open the door. Yo, I got some brawl friends. I'll give you their number. Oh, snap. <laughs> oh, snap. Why? Because we always consider that, you know, like, yeah, you could do that. And, you know, like the mentality back then was you're in brands or whatever. You're making a lot of cash. Okay. But right now we're trying to get good. We're trying to get legit real good. We want to like get our skills better. And if we're, and if we're abusing the lazy way, we won't get there. Interesting. We wanted to be legit about things, I guess. But um, things have changed, of course. Do you think, and this is not, and I'm, I'm, I'm segueing a little bit because I'm just really curious about how you think about things. Um, but do you think, uh, do you think that led to some stubbornness, like you've mentioned it some before uh, in your part, where you wouldn't want to go for some of those types of options, even if they would have given you an easier reward sometimes? And that's something that that's been something you had to work with, or am I misunderstanding? No, for sure, it definitely made some stubbornness on my part, but at the same time, it gave me a lot of perks as well. Yes, I really refined a lot of things that maybe other players don't. I try to like avoid finding the lazy way out of problems sometimes, and that's uh, that helped towards my skill. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, after moving to Canada, and because I had a very like aggro game, even more aggro when I moved, but it was uneducated. Like it was very like wild like actual wild it was uneducated mm. aggressiveness and when i moved to canada i learned the other side defense game so i kind of mixed both both um both styles from two different places and then combined into an hybrid and that just just the fact of making that style this new style gave me like wisdom to keep going further you know what i mean that's, that's cool man that's right there yeah if you play like a dumbass against kirby kaze you don't come correct he will fuck you up and he'll roast you. And he'll roast you. <laughs> yeah, in, in, in his little way, you know, because he's like, he's like, yeah. you do all these bad options, lol, you know, kind of thing. And I liked it because it was kind of like it reminded me of back home because that's the way it was back um, home. Right, right, right. So in a way, it was as if I felt like I was playing the game again. I that's think cool. the only player in the whole world that might be tougher on K-Word than you are, Ed. Is- <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if you ever heard Kirby Kaze talking about his sets with K-Word, but uh, dude, uh, he, used to, he used to go in on that guy. <laughs> it was bad. It was bad. Oh, yeah. man. I miss him. Yeah, he's the reality check master. That is that is true. He oh. will reality check you. <laughs> Who's K-Word? Good question. Yeah, if only we knew. Um, okay, oh, moving on. Oh. Yeah, uh, so, you know, I, I forgive me none for taking a little bit of a digression there, but I was just very, I'm very curious about about the man, you know, behind the very cool Falcon, you know, to forgive me, but I, uh, I, I kind of cut you off from your initial explanation about Falcon, I think, and I just want to kind of make sure that you didn't have any more to say about this, you were saying people didn't have to worry so much about perception around the time like melee got more esports and we didn't have to be as concerned about community perception i mean is that is that you know do you have any other nuances you want to add to that or any other parts of why you think the falcon renaissance has kind of culminated now well i mean it's it's it makes sense right if uh, people think that your character is like a meme character uh even if you played him you would probably play him seriously to a to a point like yeah, you wouldn't go all full out. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, like times have changed 
people have gotten better and people have seen like more you know like the our like we're we're older we're wiser so things the, the way we see things is just very different to as it was before and i think that's that's the beauty of this game right like the the way we see melee is always changing it's all it's always this nice beautiful thing but we always see it in a slight different way because the game is just always evolving okay yeah. so let let me ask so that's an interesting so let me see if i can take your logic and extend it a little bit or or see what that looks like so if the if we're getting older and wiser the falcon players are getting better in five to ten years are the falcons all on top no i don't think so okay why not it's just it's hard to be consistent with falcon that's why i said mm. that i don't really put him on a on a tier list because mm. of that because when he gets opened up, he looks like the worst character in the game. Like he gets he gets pretty messed up, yeah. And mm -hmm. he's like, it's bad. But when he's on his game, it looks better than like the top tiers on their game, at least in my opinion. It just looks very, very explosive. He just has that he has the manpower to do that, you know what I mean? So it's yeah. like he, he has the best of both worlds. Yeah. Um, all right, man. I really oh God, I have so many things I want to ask you about. Um, <laughs> I, I'm gonna go, I'll do one more. Yeah. Um, and then we'll hey, man, I mean, next time you can invite me and we can talk more. It's all good. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, man. That, that'd be, this has been a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, sure. let me ask you one more. And I think, and I think this will be something that, you know, I, I don't think I can do this interview without asking, but, uh, uh, what's most fun about melee to you? Cause I think you're a player that looks like you, you have fun when you play. Uh, what's most fun. You can pick a few things if you want. But if you can pick out one, what do you think is like, what is, what is the, you could say like, maybe there was a time where I had the most fun or, or there's something in the game when you do it and it can be with any character or whatever, but what, what is most fun about melee to you? This is just a weird answer. Cause for me, the funnest thing was always just like creating havoc. Like, Ooh. like the way I say it is, I th like I got, like, I got to where I am by doing it my way, even though people would say, no, you can't do that. You, can't, mm. you have to do this you have to do that my goal was just to like beat and take some names here and there doing it my way just creating like some chaos i didn't like i didn't have any like goal like big huge goals but that was kind of the fun in it it was like the process of getting to where we are now i think it's like the whole thing is the journey not the destination yeah absolutely so mm -hmm. just my journey in itself has been pretty fun and the fun part is, I guess, that melee is just very unpredictable. When you like, at least the way I play it, I play it in a very unpredictable way. And mm -hmm. at the same time, because it's a two-player game, your opponent is very unpredictable. Yeah. And that I think would be the most fun aspect of it for me. So it's like a robot, and then like you'd probably know like who would win or lose, but that's not fun to me. I think. Yeah. I always want to leave my flair, my footprint. I want to. I want people to remember a match, and I mean, I think it's safe to say that win or lose, people are watching me play, and I'm grateful for that. Yeah, for sure, man. And um, and so one one last thing about that: does it matter if it's tournament or you're streaming unranked, and you're uh, and you've got some chat name that they picked for you on the screen? Does any of that really matter to you? Because you can, you, you're oh, you're you're unpredictable. Your opponent's unpredictable. Their, their quit out timing is unpredictable. I mean, what uh, does that does that work the same for you? I mean, of course it's different, right? Sorry, you kind of cut off there. 
Uh, the, the the quit out timing is always predictable. Always <laughs> predictable. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, of course, unranked is different than like real tournament matches, right? Mm-hmm. But um, at least for me, I'm having a lot of fun competing and streaming at the same time. Like I, yeah. To this day, I have not entered a tournament off stream. All my tournaments have been on stream. So for me, the fun aspect of it has been for now writing that fine line between being a streamer entertaining people and competing because after all this time i think it's fair to say that i have been entertaining through my play that's what i try, try oh, to yeah. for like a really nice gameplay i tried to at least and um i think i'm pushing it a bit forward with my streams but yeah, yeah. it's just overall the, the i'm an entertainer what can i say it's fun for me that's awesome man looks uh, fun. yeah for sure yeah, uh say that every nun set i mean i played i played with you a couple times and they were all very memorable matches for sure always fun playing itself and yeah i always talk you up in my stream too i always say you're good versus falcon you're a good player you know he has priority he's doing other stuff but if this guy he came back and he started to be on the sticks for real for real play, you're trying to play watch later this week you're trying to play later this week i mean <laughs> i'm available at any time okay i'll hit you up always down to play beautiful Beautiful. We even we even got we even got content for the streams out of it. That is wonderful. And I think it's a that's a great note to end on for me if it's okay for you, Tove. Absolutely. This was a really fun episode. Thanks for coming on, Ed. Thanks for I mean, having we'll me. Back. We'll get you back. I, I think we're gonna you know you and Xander are gonna be pretty regular guests on the program. You know, so I'd love to get I'd love to get them both on at once. See what that's like. Oh well, we got to get an overlay with four people first. <laughs> well, if that's all that's stopping us, I you know I don't think I think we can make that happen. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but uh, I think I think that'd be a lot of fun. And uh, thank you so much, uh, Nun, for coming on today. Great pleasure to have you. Great to see inside the beautiful mind, and uh, really grateful for your time. Thank you, man. Thank you for having me. It was a had a had a blast on this. I want I definitely want to come back. We should do this more often. Now I'm now I'm. What's the, that's not salty. The word is you want more of it. There's a word in English. I'm not sure. Uh, hyped. Hyped. I guess. Yeah. And it too fast. Get the run back. You're yeah. excited. You're excited. You're interested. You're curious. I'm not. I don't know. I'm not sure the, the perfect word, but something in there maybe. Positive. Yeah. positive. For sure, man. And uh, Toph, you brought us in. You want to take us out with the the voice changer? Uh, uh, This has been Radio Melee. See you again next week. Bye.